Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Oki Show Show. What's up, guys? We have a brand new sketch on YouTube if you feel like a watching. It's called Millennial Lingo. And if you go to youtube.com, look up Oki Show Show and it'll turn up. <clears throat> or you can just check it out on our Facebook and our Instagram and Twitter. There's links all over the place. Um, but yes, new sketch. You should go watch. Today's episode is brought to you by NGPFilm.com. Guys, NGPFilm.com can supply a very large rental inventory filled with high-end industry standard film equipment for your project. You got something that you're trying to shoot? You got something that you need for that shoot? Hit up NGPFilm.com and they can supply everything, especially with their friendly professional staff with a wide range of film knowledge and experience. They're willing to go above and beyond and help you make your project no matter what the size. It could be the size of like a tiny student project or it could be the size of like, you know, I don't know, uh, the Infinity War. I don't, who, who knows? Who knows? So in today's episode, we're talking to Mr. Ryan Barber, who is a man with a plan. He built a recording studio in his own house. And this isn't just a tiny little, hey, you want to come over and uh, record some stuff? This is like the full-blown recording studio. And in today's episode, he tells us all about how to do the same, <clears throat> how to construct something like that, how to treat your room, you know, make it sound all nice and slick, and then also how to just, you know, make it work all together. So... Without any further ado, it's kind of a long episode, so this intro is super short. Let's go right into it. This is episode 45 of The Oki Show Show. Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the Heartlands Entertainment Industries. I'm Brian. I'm Kelly. And we have a special guest co-host today. Uh, Neil has transformed into the beautiful Lainey Gilliland. Just for the day. And you and I share a last name. We're brother and sister. We're brother and sister. That's gross. <laughs> Some Luke and Lance not in going Game of Thrones. It's not. <laughs> so before we introduce our actual guest of the show, uh, let's talk about the freaking forty-eight hour. Oh, it was so project. awesome! It was Holy so crap, awesome, dude. We uh, okay. So we for the forty-eight hour film race, we we made a a short film called The Office Case, and this thing went on to like we just had the award show two days ago. And what all did we get? <laughs> well, we were nominated for like twelve awards, and then I think we won like eight. eight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in- yeah, including like best. So best I, I, we can name OKC. all of the yes. other ones, but best just covers it. I know no. we got <laughs> just best overall. <laughs> we got yeah. We got best sound design, best, best editing, best screenplay, best visual effects, best visual effects. Of course, of the course. freaking dragon dude. Yeah, <laughs> um, best uh, our audience choice for yeah, for, our group. for group B. Uh, best director, yep. obviously. Dude, that is Patrick has He's won on best a, director. He like is reigning three years champ. In, three or four years in a row. Yeah, it's that's insane. It's I'm almost convinced he's a decent director. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Burn. But what's crazy is that now that we won the Best of OKC with the Office Case, now it goes on to Film and Palooza, which is in freaking Paris, France. Yeah, we were talking uh, Saturday night about how we're all just going to go there and because. We're just going to all Happy caravan. Happy anniversary to everyone. We're just going to make that yeah. our anniversary trip. One giant collective anniversary <laughs> trip. It would be so romantic. We could all put a lock. <laughs> yeah. Share a all tiny, tiny names. studio. And right, yeah. We'll all just be on top of each other. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't, yeah, I don't It was know. awesome, though. I mean, the whole experience was a lot of fun. And we had to do 
well, we got to do some improv. Um, yeah, no, Ben Halavity, he invited us to do a demonstration. Yeah, basically we, we were kind of some entertainment in between two shorts that they were showing, and uh, and we pulled up some people from the audience, and, and it was fun. A couple of the folks from Take One Productions. Yes, and, thank you to uh, them. That man, they killed it. They killed it. And we knew it. We knew it ahead of time. I was like, man, take one's going to be here. We got to get them on stage because otherwise we're going to be yeah. dragging some poor. <laughs> some poor schmuck. Yeah, around on, on stage. stage. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. No, oh, it was good, though. The whole thing was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it was, it was freaking awesome. And then what was really cool is like, I've been trying to convince Nick Sabo, our screenwriter, who took home best screenplay. Been trying to get him to do stand up for freaking forever because he's hilarious. And he, and he did. did. For the first time, Nick got up on stage at Tapworks. And Tapworks has a comedy workshop every every Sunday. Uh, sign ups at six if you guys want to do some stand up. And he killed it. That's awesome. Little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first time doing stand up. And I th- I was hammered by the time I got up on stage, <laughs> as I I had to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to just go up dry, sober. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't sober, but he was much more sober he, than he, I was he, the first time. He, he had some clarity in his jokes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he did a great job. I'm, I'm hoping that he comes back and does some more. So you guys... You know, he said that he was coming out when I do it, so mm-hmm. we're going to make that a, a night. You almost came I out. Almost did, almost came I almost did, but I owed my husband too much time. We, we have a time chart. I owed him so much time that weekend. <laughs> you guys have a time chart? We do. That we kind of, well, it's not like a legit, like, but it's pretty much, you know, we try to balance each other out. Like, okay, I was gone for like seven hours. So that's seven hours with the kids that he had. Even oh, that's though, true. Oh, okay. And so, like, I have to allow him some uh, breathing room mm. as well, so... Mm-hmm. Can we do that, but like with the dogs? With the dogs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, why wouldn't it's we? Just, it's good to start now and yeah. learn, the, learn the balance that you guys require for <laughs> when yeah. you're totally done. You walk in the house and you say, it's your turn. You walk out. He tosses the child's. <laughs> the child's? <laughs> he tosses the child's to In our you. case, it would be me tossing the giant basset hound at yeah. you. That, that might be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> He's really thick and heavy. <laughs> yeah. But um, so anyway, it's been a, it's been a crazy weekend. But uh, let's talk to our special guest today. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. This guy is, uh, he's a uh, recording engineer from uh, Western Rebel Studios, which is a home yep. studio that you built in your house. Yes. And you are also the guy who recorded the Ophidelis album, which is actually part of the reason why Laney is here. Woohoo! Multiple locations, even. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> multiple locations. I moved. It was yeah. a, a time-spanning event. It was a... It was, <laughs> we're going to talk yes. about kind of the lengthy process of recording at home versus, like, in an actual, like, big, big studio. But everybody, welcome to the show, Mr. Ryan Barber. Yay! We need an audience in this room. <laughs> But um, so, okay, so we're going to be talking about basically recording in your home, building your own home studio and everything. And Ryan, you're the best resource of information I can imagine. So welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. So first of all, um, tell us, kind of give us, get us kind of up to speed of what all you have done, um, you know, what all types of things that you do record. Um, I've done a little bit of everything. Kind of started off just recording my own music because... Recording at a big fancy studio gets crazy expensive. Crazy so, expensive. Um, really, I wanted to start pumping out records, but I couldn't afford to pump out records, uh, which is really the only reason I got into it originally. Uh, and then, selfish. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was Purely crazy. Selfish reason. <laughs> I discovered that I preferred recording to sleeping in just crappy hotel rooms across the country. 
So, like, when the band I was playing with, we broke up, and honestly, it was kind of nice (laughs) to just be at home all the time and and just work on stuff because I wanted to work on it. Uh, Through that process, just really didn't expect to, but kind of fell in love with just the studio and... So where Everything. did you where did you learn how to do all that? So uh, I'd like to really kind of shout out the guys at the music group. Um, okay. Chris Friels, LG, uh, Kevin Lively used to freelance out of the music group, and um, Kevin did we recorded with them. Um, yeah, he's mastering now. He's fantastic, dude. And it's great because of the like the tracks all sounded great whenever you gave us the finalized tracks and everything. But then giving them to Kevin Lively and oh, hearing them It's master, black magic, though. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like putting a gloss finish over everything. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and I've recently started kind of trying my hand at mastering and uh, kind of come to the conclusion that he's going to continue to do that for yeah. me. Uh, I went into his little facility area, and he's got the all spaceship. these crazy knobs. And, like, yeah, it looks like the room should, like, <laughs> launch and fire off into space. <laughs> but, like, I don't even know. Well... And this is kind of off topic, but just because I'm curious right now, what what is mastering? <laughs> so I guess at a very basic level, it's kind of getting that volume up to commercial levels, mm. um, making everything on the album sound cohesive, um, making sure there's no like weird jumps in like sound and volume and, and quality okay. overall, and and uh, and really just kind of I don't know, it's kind of a cheesy way of saying it, but gently massaging the tracks uh so you're not doing anything like super heavy-handed it's like yeah. a little bit of eq a little bit of something just to kind of like it's like alchemy bring stuff with out. sound but what's crazy is like how little, little of, of an this. action and how big of a result you get is yeah. just that's the part that i i'm always like uh mix engineer yeah we're just gonna crank this up, <laughs> yeah. crank this up. oh wait i just ruined the mix because um, I, I, I i edit in adobe audition i'll do like uh production post audio and uh, like, there's just a little plugin, it's just a little mastering plugin, and I'll just bloop, just drop that on. Like, that's all I know as far as mastering goes. <laughs> but it always sounds better. So, um, well, that's the tricky part with mastering, though. Right. So we always think louder sounds better. It's just mm-hmm. how our ears work. So if you play somebody uh, the same exact file at two different volumes, they're always going to prefer the louder one. Uh, um, so something to remember. I mean, there's work. That's why, I mean, it's not really why commercials are always so loud. I think that's more to get your attention and everything. But um, the volume wars with music kind of ruined music for a while as far as, like, quality goes. And we're Mm. still trying to, like, get out of that. Tame it back a little bit. (laughs) So bringing it back to your home studio, um, I I feel like we kind of rabbit trailed. We did. Uh, That was my fault. That was my fault because you were talking about Kevin Lively. (laughs) And you uh, were, were basically talking about how you learn how to do all this stuff. Yeah, so Chris Friels and Kevin Lively were amazing in the sense that they didn't mind me being the annoying kid in the studio that was just asking a ton of questions. Um, they were really patient, and I think they were actually just thrilled that there was an artist in the studio who, like, cared, cared about yeah. that stuff. They're like, oh, yeah. wait, uh, you care about what compressors do? Awesome. Well, let me show you. I feel um, like there's one guy in every band that's like that. Yeah, and so they really showed me a lot. And then when I worked with them on a, a second record, um, they already knew I had an interest. And so I actually got a lot more involved in the just the mix sessions and, and really producing things um, 
making decisions in the studio and I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And, uh, I just wanted to be those two guys. Like, yeah. So I, I don't know. And it, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't uh, my choice necessarily that I built my studio in the beginning. Uh, cause we weren't really making waves enough to warrant just spending tons of money on records. Right. So we kind of had to make a decision like, we can put out one record every four years or we can build a studio and mm-hmm. just record as much as we want. Yeah. Or in our case, you can put out a record every eight years. Hey, <laughs> it's fine. You know, it's what's sad is it's I have a studio nine nine. and I've put out more records for other people than I have myself. So <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. Yeah. We have a question from Facebook live. Peyton Downey uh, wants to know, is there a major difference or what is the difference between editing audio for music and editing audio for a film? Hmm. Pretty big differences, I think. Um, for film, I don't know. You know more about editing for film than I do, but what I've done, uh, realism, realism is kind of the key for audio. And, like, yeah. the precision is way more important. As much as we want our records to sound, like, super tight and perfect, mm-hmm. really, like, lip sync and footsteps and, and all your foley and everything like that, they have to be, like, spot on like yeah frame accurate so right. i mean the the, the you su- can be more creative suspension of disbelief is first of all when you're editing audio for film suspension of disbelief is an is issue that's an issue because when you're listening to a record you're not like i don't believe it well yeah you can hear the same <laughs> kick sound four times in a row and the average listener doesn't care yeah but you hear the same footstep in a like sequence of somebody walking across the room mm-hmm. and they might not know why it sounds or feels weird but yeah. they detect it right mm-hmm. and it's just crazy to me that you can't get away with really cheating if you want to do like high quality work in, the, in film yeah. so yeah like especially like you can just tell there's also a difference in the microphones that you're using when you're talking about editing audio for film, because if you're recording ADR rather than doing in studio for music, you're not going to be using this big condenser mic or anything. You're going to be using the same kind of shotgun mic that you shot on yeah. the day. So that's the first mistake that people make whenever they're doing ADR is though the, for some reason they're like, we're going to make it sound super polished. So bring the best radio <laughs> mic on the planet. <laughs> yeah. The microphones are, wildly different because you want something different out of it i mean for music kind of what i love about music anyway is that imperfections sometimes are like the best part of a track you know what i mean like you can edit a drummer or record a drummer to sound exactly like he sounds in the room and edit it to just be right on the grid Mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten it doesn't sound good i mean why not just use a drum machine um (laughs) That's but, like, you don't want to, like, edit the groove or the feeling or the magic, so to speak, out of, out of um, music. Yeah. And so you, you don't really want to do that in film. Like, yeah, there's, there's definitely creativity. Mm-hmm. But in music, it's almost – you almost want things to be imperfect. Right. It's just mm-hmm. so much better that way, at well, least for me. That's, like, the biggest turnoff of, for, like, an album is, like, everything sounds super polished and perfect. Like, I, I can't stand it. For some reason, it drives my brain. It's Absolutely harder. Crazy. Like, when you have an artist, you, like, you edit their whole track. Well, you get everything, and they're just like, uh, I don't know. It sounds just kind of raw. And I'm like, well, that's that's my style. I like that. I love it. Be, yeah. Yeah. That's the, I think that's, like, the difference between, like, indie and, like, pop. Because pop mm-hmm. is just, like, so freaking polished and manufactured. Yeah. Ugh. There are great pop records, though. There's people out, there are people out there that are proving that you can do it right. Mm-hmm. I like Coldplay. Hey, man. <laughs> they have become pop. 
yes. it's become pop. <laughs> they were not originally pop. <laughs> they were they like the parachutes side. was pretty indie, really sounding. Which one? The parachutes is that their first their first big record? Uh, uh, I think it was before. I'm the, Russian I'm the, blood the greatest head. Coldplay fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's if it's any like consolation to not knowing, the only reason I really know about their first record is because I had an ex girlfriend that was like just played it constantly, and I actually didn't mm. want to like that band because I heard them so much in such a short period of time. I was mm-hmm. like, this band sucks. I don't ever want to listen to them again. Right. I had an ex boyfriend that loved them, but he actually gave us tickets. He totally did. And that was actually one of our best dates that they've been on. That's how we, like, kind of got back together with that. So thank you, Nathan. <laughs> there you Fantastic. go. Uh, what was I going to say? I can't remember. I totally lost You're my welcome. train of thought. Thanks for that. No, no, yeah. We were talking about just, like, the different mic, you know, sounds. Oh. that The equipment used is different for film and, and for, I yeah. mean, obviously the editing's different, but... Yeah. Well, and also, like, whenever you're recording audio on location, you have your you have your wireless lobs and you have your shotgun mic, and that's pretty much it. There's different types of shotgun mics that you would use in you know different scenarios and stuff, but you're pretty limited. Like, be, that's why we're so jealous of post guys because like <laughs> you can, you have total control over everything. Like your environment, you ugh, 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 you are the god of your environment <laughs> when you post audio. <laughs> well, see, in 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 Foley. Recording Foley is, to me, the most fun thing on the planet. Because you're so just cool. like, I'm going to go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of stuff to make weird sounds with it. Right? Like, My favorite thing is like walking in on Brian doing Foley. So like I'll yeah. open his office door and like he has a towel and he's like... <laughs> rubbing it against the microphone. He's like stabbing a watermelon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite is I found condoms in his car and I was like... What's going what? on? Why? <laughs> I was blowing them up, and then I was popping them. They made the perfect sound. (laughs) You know, it's it's a pop sound. When you take it and you smack someone in the face with it, it sounds exactly like that. It's a very unique sound. (laughs) Don't you, like, put them over microphones, too, like, when you want to, like, submerge them? uh, On stage, you have to, like, or at least, like, in theater, you put one in a... In a condom, and then yeah. put it so because you, you get all sweaty. You don't want the microphone to get all sweaty, so you got to stick that somewhere on your body. You got to keep it protected. Condoms are. You this know, is why I you record orchestras, by the way. <laughs> you know, on the, you don't on sweat the note, on my microphone don't when you're sweat in orchestra. on my microphone. <laughs> there, you know, it's really funny because like there are so many pieces of sound equipment that are very questionable names. Yeah. Because like we use condoms to to, to cover mics and keep them safe from moisture and that kind of thing. Then we have transmitters that you put on the, the uh, end of a boom pole, and it's literally called a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> literally. And, like, what was another one? There was, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was pretty close to, like, rim job. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not. See, that's, that's why we all get into audio, so we right. can make just a ton of sex jokes all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's really just the only like, reason. terrify people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, can you give us kind of the rundown of, like, for a home studio, like, you're not going to have soundproofed glass and all this kind of stuff, but how can you, how can you treat your room? DIY is probably the only way most people are going to be able to do it at all, because mm-hmm. it is extremely expensive to treat a room properly. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing for me in, in my rooms, in my current studio, uh, the bass traps, mm-hmm. um, if you have a wall with a, like a corner 90 degree angle, bass trap is an absolute necessity. Um, it will make the biggest difference for me um, in my rooms. Uh, then 
really you're just trying to get rid of your reflection points after that. Right. And what is that for the layman? So for the lit, like for the control room where you're actually, you know, listening to the audio through monitors, what you're trying to do is keep the reflections off the walls from getting back to you as much as possible. You're never going to really get rid of all of it. Um, so it's a kind of reverb. Yeah. And it's, you have your earliest reflections. So what you actually do is you use, you can use a hand mirror and you have somebody sit at the listening position and they run it along a wall. And as soon as you see the speaker for the first time, that's your first like major reflection point. So that's, you mark it and that's where your first trap goes. Um, there's another reflection point, obviously directly behind you. Um, a lot of, Sound, sound just goes straight to the back wall and then back to you. Uh, behind the speakers, you also do the same thing. Your first reflection point um, above you, same thing. If you have somebody that's kind enough to get on a ladder and right. run a mirror across your ceiling and everything. <laughs> um, but there's also a lot of tools online to help people too. There's companies that will, you can send them as much information as humanly possible about your room and they'll actually help you. Oh, wow. Um, treat it properly oh that's awesome and some companies that are like you don't want to mistreat your room yeah (laughs) (laughs) some companies are really good about offering you different price points um when you send in your your like room diagrams and everything so i don't know it's it's uh i wouldn't say i'm an expert on acoustics but you have to learn enough to like kind of get your room under control yeah i mean why why is that why is it so important to to set up all um, those well for one in a home studio, you don't want it to sound like you're recording in a bedroom. Right. Um, and Why there's not? just like nasty little artifacts that, that yeah. pop up that just might not be that big of a deal on a single track. But, you know, when we were doing our stuff, we would end up with 30, 40, 50 tracks on some oh, song. Oh, God, yeah. And so, I mean, that, that stuff all adds up. I mean, unless you have a, just an amazing sounding room, mm-hmm. you don't want a ton of it in your recordings because it all builds up and... Right. And, and a lot of times, especially with acoustic treatment, you're trying to get rid of um, bad frequencies or build up. So right. like things that tend to the frequencies tend to build up and kind of cause congestion sonically in your tracks. So it kind of cleans things up as well. So, yeah. I don't know if I'm expressing. No, no totally. I'm like, I'm so zoned in because I, I'm, I don't know anything about this. So it's like, I, I feel like I'm, well, like I'm uh, learning. If you recorded, there are words that you're saying. I don't know. However, uh, some of the things like it makes a lot of sense. Like, okay, you're talking about like hitting those points because that's where the sound is going to come back at you. That, that makes sense. You'd want to put something there to stop that. If you're building your own that that's yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, it's instruments are fighting for space in a mix. So, I mean, like, if everything's just taking up the same amount of space, there's only so much room for a track as far as each frequency for to be heard. Otherwise, you're just burying things. Yeah. So, I mean, if every instrument's hitting, I, I'm just using this as an example, but like 200 hertz, if every single instrument or vo- voice or whatever on a record is hitting that 200 hertz and it's just building up, building up, building up, it's just mud in your mix. So there's like, no, yeah, you there's no definition and you're not really hearing anything good because it's just a bunch of things fighting for attention essentially so <laughs> those attention whore frequencies <laughs> <laughs> so okay so the next thing is so now we've treated the room kind of walk me through like the chain of the chain. everything so for my studio i kind of my approach was quality over quantity 
So instead of buying a ton of stuff with a bunch of fancy buttons, knobs, and lights, I really spent more money and got professional equipment um, that I knew would be, A, around for a long time and would not... Like, if something sounds bad, it's my fault. Right. I can honestly say that, like, for the most part in my studio, that... The equipment so can't be blamed. To, to, to blame. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, in, in the trick with a home studio is if you take that approach, there is less equipment in the room. And for clients, that can sometimes be a little bit of a downer. They want to like, the dog and pony yeah. show. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, I have a tiny little box in my studio that looks like a lunchbox. That's actually what it's called. And it's six modules. Six processing modules, and I probably have four or five thousand dollars invested in that one little tiny box. Yeah. Now I could have taken that money and got you know a big old cheap mixer and a bunch of like you know a rack full of equipment, but that stuff wouldn't have really done me. That's the one thing about sound equipment that for the listeners, that's really important. If you're wanting to get into sound editing and all that kind of stuff, like it's really important to know that you do get what you pay for. Absolutely. Well, and to do your research and know that that's going to provide you with way more than this big fancy thing that looks like it does a lot when it actually won't help you that much. Yeah. So, I mean, there's something to be said for having a lot of stuff because sometimes that makes a band feel like they're just in a really cool stereo or like studio stereo. Um, We're so cool. We record in the boom box. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But... I don't know. For me personally, I just wasn't interested in that. Mostly because when I first started buying equipment, it was for me anyway. Right. So like, it didn't really matter what the studio looked like, mm. but it ended up paying <clears> off <throat> in, in a really big way. So. So I have a question. Those like looking to buy equipment, especially like people who are new into it, mm-hmm. who, how did you do your research on what <laughs> works? Like um, what resources? Because I'm sure there's m- so much information out there that yeah. it's hard yeah. to sift through. Well, yeah. and I know that like even who with reviews nowadays, like people pay people to do reviews on things. Yeah. So how did you know what you could trust? So you have to get your information from a ton of different store- sources. It's exhausting for sure. Um, and then from if you can, like it's a lot of industry professionals are more than willing to like take a minute to talk to a young aspiring engineer or even a musician that just wants to start a project studio or something. Yeah. Like I honestly, I spent like (laughs) too bad. Um, yeah. Uh, How do I, how do I start my own home studio? Actually, I would Uh, probably take that call first. (laughs) It'd probably be the most entertaining. Um, how would that conversation go? (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. Uh, Is this by Ryan Barber? Uh, (laughs) <laughs> that's about how it would go yeah. yeah and then it would just be uh, awkward silence <laughs> heavy breathing awkward, like, there wouldn't be many actual like, sir 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 don't uh, shout into the phone sir uh, sir uh, sir uh, i'm trying to help you here uh, let me can you come over to my house just come over to my house i'll show you what i have uh, just, is your grandson there uh, <laughs> is there anyone that can turn your hearing aid up uh, <laughs> Ah! Sir. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> um, honestly, on that joke, note, some kind like, of comedy into this thing. That was ages, and that was so. Man, we just made fun of an old person. Uh, I hope that's how uh, you really sound when you're old. <laughs> that's you how probably I'm going will to sound, sound like yeah. that. Yeah. But oh. the question would be whether or not it's intentional or not. Right. <laughs> 
I is feel he just like being is he being a jerk and just like making Lainey's life really yeah. difficult? I could just well, I would like that because I could just speak for you. I've got. I definitely have husband ears. Make up crap. Uh, I, I have yeah. this oh, that's like a, that's a thing. Actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like well, a real it's, psychological thing. Well, it's also a hilarious little hmm. gift from God where men, as we grow older, we lose the ability to hear higher pitches. Selective And hearing. women, as they grow older, lose the ability to hear lower pitches. So Tower of Babel is what's happening in every <laughs> Aaron's in trouble because I have a low voice. So it's <laughs> I, I, I just he's always going to hear me and I won't have just to hear him, him anymore. Secret, man. They're just uh, going to drop no, their yeah. voice and knock He's going to be like, damn it. Yeah, I'll be like, <laughs> now she Aaron, knows that I know. Aaron. <laughs> That's my old person voice. Aaron. It's terrifying. Just lots of effort, yeah. apparently. It's, so we're going to be, you know, 20 years from now whenever we're still doing the show. That's going to sound really good. <laughs> is that how we're going to sound in yeah. 20 years? 20, wait. This When I'm 50. When I'm ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Just insulted. The a, ancient, a lot ancient people. age of 50. <laughs> Do you remember whenever you thought 30 was old? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was this like five years ago or something? It was well. I'm thinking of like whenever I was 20, I thought 30 was old. I'm like 10 years is forever away. And well, so now it's here. Now that I'm 30, yeah, yeah. now <clears throat> now I look back on 20 year olds and I'm like, you know what? You don't know shit. I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> how that, I love that. I love that so much. How I know so much more than vote? you. And then a couple of years, that's when we start giving them actual grace and we're like they don't know what they're talking about yeah. it's okay but right now we just hate them for it <sighs> like Man. you're stupid and you don't but know who's really and right every activist no is one's a freaking right. 20 year old they don't know <laughs> shit because <laughs> i mean the kids i think have at least a little bit right whenever they're like criticizing adults they've for, got like, gumption and they've got giving like, up on yeah. life and you're just not enthusiastic or exactly. optimistic that's anymore. so true well yeah. we've been beaten down yeah. by yeah. life <laughs> by, by real by realism <laughs> yeah yeah. But they just don't get it. They're like, why did you give up, dude? Right. Or they actually, sometimes they criticize you for not giving up. Right. <laughs> like, you're That's too old true. for like, this. Like, what are you doing? When I mean, you're 30 years old and still trying to keep the dream yeah. alive. It's like when I'm on stage with, like, my comb over and still have my hair grown out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, still trying to play, like, this rock shows. This song is an original. Uh. That's gonna be the that's gonna be my my go to bit tonight is just. Uh. What is your band name gonna be when you're that old? It'll be. Uh. <laughs> you can you can do a show with the with the guy. The, oh hello, too much tuna guys. You just uh, yeah. We have too much tuna. We have oh hello, and then uh. <laughs> <laughs> opening up for oh hello is uh. what a lineup. I would yeah. go to see that show. Yeah. So, so back to you, back Ryan. To the, uh, <laughs> Getting information on equipment, great. Um, so, you, so now you know kind of what equipment you might need. Yeah. Like, I mean, did you have to do a lot of self-learning with this equipment? Like, teach oh, yourself yeah. a lot I uh, still, about it? Well, that's the thing is, like, I'm still learning a lot. Yeah. Like, every project I do, I learn something. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you ever stop learning, really. No. And if you do, you're probably just stuck in your ways and aren't going to yeah. be very good at what you if do. If you're the like, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Find a different room. What if you're just very smart? <laughs> what um, if, you're <laughs> if you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to go leave outside. the nursery and go outside. Yeah. Uh, um, but like the big thing is talk to people who do it for a living or right. even if they do it part time, but they're just like super serious about it. And really for me, the, the tricky part was when I first started out, like I just thought I had it all figured out immediately. Yeah. So you get advice. And what a dick. So Chris Friels, the first time I had actually talked to the guy, one of my friends was doing a mentorship program with him. And um, I asked him, I was like, hey, ask him what my next equipment purchase should be. 
And so he relayed the information. He came back and he's like, yeah, he says you need new converters. And I see, my reaction was seriously just, does he understand what equipment I have though? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you, are you sure you told him? Does he know what I have? Like <laughs> my dude, does he even know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, looking back, I was just, I thought like you, you kind of learn as you go that the equipment you have is not nice. Right. It's nice because like as a, however old you are getting into it, you're like, ah, I just spent $150 on a microphone. It is sweet. It's the best. And then, you know, the, the guys who do it for a living are like, if you didn't spend $50,000, it's nothing. Yeah. (laughs) man. So, I mean, there's like, you start to realize that if you want something nice, you can have to spend a couple thousand per piece. And that's a really, really tough pill to swallow for a lot of people because, and and I've talked to a lot of younger, younger guys and stuff that come in. A lot of times it's bands. They want to know like, Hey man, I want to kind of start my own studio. What do you think I should buy? And you kind of start to point them in a direction and they're like, uh, I don't need anything that expensive. (laughs) Like, well, I mean, you don't need it, but whether or not this is something that you want to do. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, everybody has to start with beginning equipment. Like, I wouldn't suggest if you're like, hey, I have a slight interest in recording. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go out and drop 25000 on a setup, yeah. you know? And then you find out you're terrible at it or you hate it. Because, like, that's the other thing. Like, I, it's not for everybody. There's no. a lot of, like, tedious parts of recording, editing, stuff like that that I like. But most people are like, wait, I have to do what with the snare drum? Mm-hmm. How many times? Like, you know, and mm. so... Definitely don't start off big. Get something modest. Um, But then I think people who do it for a living are going to be able to point you to equipment. That's a great thing about, like, analog audio equipment. It will be around for decades if you get the right stuff. Like, I bought a set of EQs when I really started building my studio that were, I think they were made in, like, the 70s. Oh, Oh wow. They were refurbished when I bought them. So, I mean, they were in great condition. That tells you how long that they've but lasted, still and they're still considered like cream of the crop. Like this is good stuff equipment, you know. Now I don't have like what you know a top notch facility might have in their in their studio because there's there's compressors out there that people spend like thirty forty thousand dollars on. You're yeah. talking about a single channel that of processing that does one thing. Yeah. Now if you can afford oh, that, you're probably making making hopefully bringing in a lot money. of money, yeah. and it, it's paying for itself. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, as far as choosing equipment for me, the tricky part is whether or not you want to do, want to do it for yourself or if you want to record other people, Mm. because some artists are knowledgeable about brands. So they walk into your studio and you might have really nice handmade boutique equipment that's made by small companies, just as good as the, the like big name brand stuff but they kind of expect to see certain things in studios. That's why a lot of major studios have the same things. Right. Because, A, an engineer needs to be able to fly from New York to L.A. and know what equipment he's working with. Or the artist maybe wants to know that the studio has a Neumann U47, you know, that yeah. there's companies making... yeah, like that, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, oh, yeah. oh I, totally. I totally have seen that and heard of what yeah. that is. It, 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 I'm assuming that it's a, a box of some sort... <laughs> Um, yeah. It is a box. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, no. Hey, I'm smart, guys. Got to leave the room. Smartest person in the room. I'm out. <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's people that 
feel better when they recognize the brand names that they're hearing. So like you might have really good stuff, but if you're planning on building a studio for clients, you kind of have to buy some of those things that, that are at least recognizable to people outside of the hardcore recording crowd. Yeah. We were really upset with your... Um, I know. <laughs> I, I, I put up a mic and she would just throw it and <laughs> what say, is get this me another crap? one. Trash. Does Shakira use Actually, there was one microphone problem that I thought was amazing. And it was when I realized you were like the nicest person on the planet, by the way. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, you don't so, know her No, no. Way. I set up a mic and I go in the other room. I'm setting levels and I'm thinking like, things are just not sounding right. And I go in the room and the mic's like, halfway leaned over because I didn't tighten it up all the way and you're like singing like this I I didn't want to touch it because I break everything (laughs) that I touch like Brian knows this I break fact everything that I touch so I honestly was probably just terrified to touch it in ways I didn't even know were possible sometimes (laughs) I'm really good at breaking stuff but I was like like at first mortified because I was like ugh because I think it was like we just started recording, and I'm like, what kind of like ragtag operation is this guy running? You know what I mean? Like his microphone stands don't even hold. Yes, we're just gonna sing. Like, <laughs> one hour later, he's like, "Oh no, it's fine. She don't know what she's doing." <laughs> so, okay, um, I do want to revisit the chain real quick because okay, like, the I, because this is a very very selfish thing because I want to know what the hell everything is because you have your mic, it goes XLR into. A mic amp. Mic amp, which goes Presumably. Into, which if goes you're run, recording with a microphone, you need a mic amp. Right. Which gets it to the proper level to interface with consoles and interfaces and everything. A lot of interfaces have built-in microphone preamps. Uh, so, mm. I mean... <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm making... I don't mean to be making faces. I looked at her like, I don't know what they're saying to you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go Um, on. So you have your mic preamp and mic. um, And if your interface is normal, it's going to have some preamps in them. They're not like crazy good usually, but they'll get you by. Um, Once again, you get what you pay for. Uh, And if it's a standalone, dedicated, this this product does one thing, it's probably better than the thing that does everything. Um, There are exceptions to that rule. Just like crew members. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but uh then you go from that uh to your your converters which are also hugely important and probably one of the most overlooked thing like pieces of equipment in the studio because everybody just kind of uses whatever converters are built into their interface which isn't a lot of modern interfaces are actually really good compared to what we had in like 20 years ago yeah like so it's you don't run into terrible converters anymore, but really it's one of the things it does. You're going to listen to two side by side, and go. This doesn't make that big of a difference. Once again, stack it like a hundred times throughout the course of your track, and you're suddenly that to... subtle difference actually matters. Yeah, um, it's like a butterfly effect, or like aiming with a rifle long distance. Just let and me then off. someone <laughs> yeah. time off. <laughs> just a little bit of a little bit of wind there and yeah. bang gone <laughs> but the one like i'd say that's that's usually pretty ignored um so that those are your main components in your like input chain then the problem is a lot of people cheap out on their monitoring too so if your room ah, acoustics yeah. aren't good mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how good your monitoring is really but let's just assume you have a good sounding room you need good 
converter is coming back out into a good monitor controller, something that's just clean and stays out of the way, um, and then high-quality speakers. And what we want in the studio isn't, like, you don't want speakers that sound good. I know that sounds weird. I mean, well, that's not a very you don't want good them to sound good reality. as much as neutral. Right. Because if it sounds like, say you get the these amazing speakers that just flatter the sound in every way, and you're like, this mix sounds amazing, and then you switch over to a cheap audio system, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh. That's what yeah. it's going to, oh, it's going to make a huge difference depending so on how it's played or where it's played. And, you want yeah. your monitoring path to be completely neutral if it's possible. Like, that way you hear 100% what's on the track. No coloring, no flattering, just neutral sound. Yeah. Man, there's so much that goes into that. That's crazy. Yeah. Once like, again, like... What makes a man go neutral? <laughs> Less power, gold, or, you, or a heart that's just born in neutrality. I don't know. <laughs> so, but, is yeah, that I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a weird mood today. I don't know why. <laughs> He's drunk. Uh, we wish. Be. No. Um, <laughs> I'm really tired, too. But um, let's talk a little bit about uh, recording the album so just so much fun by the way. Well, it, we had an absolute blast like so much so that some days may not have been as productive as they could have been because we were having so much we got fun distracted a lot but um how you guys actually had the pleasure of working with a guy named miles well at least yes. you did yes i got to work with miles a lot um so that guy could waste a recording session <laughs> <laughs> like but he had great he's so stories. entertaining that you're just like you know what I'm good with it. <laughs> he, could, he could also like counteract that and like just lay it all. Yeah. Well, out, he made like, up for it. Like instantly. when it was time to work, he finally he was just like, "All right, let's get this done." Yeah. And he just like, knock it <laughs> out in one take. And yeah. He's like, he's like, ah, that was he crap. Was a great like, no, it was fantastic. Player. Yeah. Uh, so man, I will just say, uh, you guys have not topped the most like laid back waste of time <laughs> sessions. And I say waste of time, I mean like on the business side of things. Right. It was some of the best evenings mm-hmm. where we just didn't get anything done. We yeah. Had fun. You, you guys didn't come anywhere close to that level. Okay, oh, good. nice. <laughs> good. Good job, guys. We try. I think there was one time. You just try just enough. Yeah. Where we came in and it was like close to my birthday or day after. And your wife had like made a cake or like got me like cookies or something. I remember that. I was like, this is so best time that we're having <laughs> right now. Best day best. You should so. advertise that for your for your business. Yeah. Be like, hey, my wife makes some pretty good cake. Yeah, so. except then people will get angry when like <laughs> when she's like don't. super she, busy when she with can't her make the cake. Yeah. It yeah. becomes expected. Where's the cake? Yeah. You came here for the cake. <laughs> I don't really care about the song right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted cake. <laughs> so we recorded with you, first of all, in two different locations. You moved yeah, that was and so you moved your studio. You moved the whole like what you had at one place and set it all yeah, up. Yeah, so that's the worst. That sounds rough. So many cables. <laughs> but I mean, right, it was a bigger room, and like yeah, yeah. So that was nice. So because that first room that we recorded in was <laughs> cool, ramped. Yeah, yeah. Where were we at first? You, Jason's were you, house. We were at Jason's, Jason's house. house. Yeah, because okay. I had uh, it was like an old uh, art room that I basically just took over and just like somehow uh took all of the stuff that was out of it and like without throwing it away found other homes for it yeah. like kind of carved impressive. out a tiny tiny space for the studio mm-hmm. so like the only person who was having any sort of fun 
at that studio was the person that was in the tracking area because they right. weren't like mm-hmm. crammed in. <laughs> else, like. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're a guitar player, you're like, oh, it's my turn. I get to go in the tracking area. It's like, uh, hold on, partner. If you're playing electric, you're still stuck in here. The amp's out there, but no. And then it's even worse because you got a guy swinging in the guitar neck around, like yeah. threatening to take it out eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Madness. It's the risk that you take when you have a home studio. Taking out an eye with a guitar. Do you, do you have liability insurance? You should probably start doing that if you don't. <laughs> I, do, I do have insurance. I, I don't know if I have, like, guitar player poked out someone's <laughs> eye level insurance, but... Uh, Come to the studio and you could lose an eye. <laughs> <laughs> to rock and roll. Uh, I recently did record a track in that uh, that old space, though. Oh, so, really? That's yeah. where Don and Jason yeah, and I have been so recording recently. I don't remember why. I had something in my studio that went down. It needed repairs. Mm. And so, like... It was just easier to go over to the other place and like use the the equipment that Jason had and yeah. uh, my brother in law, Jason uh, Doherty. Hello, he'd been on the podcast before. He's real you. good. He's an improviser. <laughs> yeah, Long and hair. if you're watching this, Jason, we miss you. <laughs> we miss you. Come back, we do. come back, we do. Jason. You're dead to us. <laughs> we hate you. Anyways, I don't. <laughs> but uh, so this particular session, we had everyone decided to bring like a friend or two. So, like, there were nine of us, I think, in this tiny Jeez. little... No, 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 no. No, no, no. It was awful. That cat video. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> this is what happens when Lainey comes on the show. We have all these inside jokes because we're married. We are? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Quit loving each other. You spit in my eye. <laughs> I have a, my, uh, my text tone. Whenever I get a text right now, it farts. And yeah, so sometimes was... we'll be having... Romantic conversations and a fart will happen <laughs> randomly. It's pretty glorious. Yep. So does that heighten the experience? It absolutely heightens the experience. Yes. <laughs> yes. Have you gone to? I mean, you can. T- can you tell by now that it's not a real Brian fart, or no? That's how good this fart is. It's <laughs> here's the thing. Brian's farts don't make sounds. Oh. But they are. The stinkiest. <laughs> so Silent so you basically deadly. hear it and then wait a second. And if, if, <laughs> and if then no, re- no smell, I'm not then dead you know. yet. It the then it was, it was just the phone. So we can continue now. No. <laughs> right. Let's go on about a romantic. Of like, I think it was like, you look so beautiful today. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember right. that. Uh-huh. See. Another farts, rabbit trail, farts guys. Farts can ruin an evening. <laughs> I was just saying, we have they to ruin properly placed farts. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, re- you guys recorded. How long did it take you guys to record this? Oh dear God! Thank you for you asking. You guys started before just I did. Just out by of the way. Well, okay. curio- curiosity, man. So first of all, we almost had the entire album recorded. Like originally, it was Ophidelis, and the album was called Bible Promises and Dinosaurs because it was a little inside joke. <clears throat> We had the thing almost completely recorded, but I can't remember what happened, but we lost most of the files in some oh. tragic exchanging of hands or something like that. And so we a were fire. just like, we lost it in a fire. And <clears throat> so then we approached Ryan and we were like, would you like to take our tattered <laughs> album and stitch it up? That, that hard drive you brought me was actually terrifying, by the way, because it was like so much random stuff on there. And I was yeah. just like. Well, well we've we got parts of a record in here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about all those butt pictures. <laughs> I've got a thing with horse butts, man. 
horse butts. Was it really horse butts? No. No, no. no. <laughs> like, wait, what? Because sometimes... I did have a series on Instagram for a while where it was, I was on Western, and it was just a series of nonstop horse butt pictures. Yeah. <laughs> because horse butts are funny. Well, and, like, I'll open up my phone, and, like, there's horse butts and <laughs> other parts that, like, you said is, like, my screensaver. Nice. So. But I like you want to spice up is. your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of butts, they're always muscular. Just, just yeah. open up your spouse's phone. Horse butt. Pull up a random picture from the internet. Close said phone. <laughs> <laughs> that way, when they open Which it, is something it's something I do. I had to change my. I'm very, very big into like you know being open about like phones and everything. Like I gave him my password. I have his. <laughs> Not a big deal if like someone grabs the other person's phone. That changed. <laughs> that changed. No and, like, more horse butts, Brian. I have literally like tackled him from across the room because I saw him picking up my phone. I was like, no. <laughs> because I I won't realize that there's a picture of like another person's private area. <laughs> And I'll be at work just scrolling through my phone. I'll be like, I've been staring at this part for like <laughs> 10 minutes now. Because I'll put it as the, as the background behind all of her apps and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's hidden behind and then, the... And then I have to go delete, like, my search history because I look like a pervert. <laughs> the NSA already knows, Lainey. They're, oh, they're yeah. aware of what you search. You are on a wiener Google watch Google has given them everything. And I they, know. I don't know. <laughs> Wiener watch list. See, Wait. that just brings up Silicon Valley. Any Silicon yep. Valley fans? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say anything, oh, yeah. but that is just... That is not a dick. That is <laughs> a dick. That, that is not a dick. My Kumail Nanjiani <laughs> like <it>. impression. <laughs> but uh, so, man, then we, got, then we started recording with you, and then you moved, and it took a little longer. And then, because... The, we this changed some the, band members, actually, in the process. Oh, my God, yes. yeah. Oh. Like I that think was the band uh, went through like two, three different iterations. I met a guy on the first, like during the first session that I don't think ever never saw me. <laughs> He's out. Don't talk about well, it anymore. Like, He's done. He it's failed been the, the test. constant revolving door. And Brian and Lady. No, and yeah. that invite, happens. They invite people to come in and then they just kill them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. they're they're murderers and they're the, the nicest murderers ever. Yep. But the they, body count's getting pretty high. Don't look uh, in the backyard. We have an addiction. <laughs> To killing people. Oh my! <laughs> Speaking of, just going back to like losing, you know, losing your files and losing what you've done in a recording studio. What what safeguards do you have in place for that? Or like, what would you recommend to help new people? Yes. Because that could be a real issue for yeah. people who are just starting out. It's like I don't know question. how to get. The, I lost all your stuff. You know, like that don't would- learn the hard way. I will say that. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I had a hard drive that completely died on me. Oh. Uh, luckily, oh. my wife was working somewhere with a fantastic IT department that actually fixed it for free. Ooh, so, that is nice. Um, that was amazing. I don't want to give them props because I don't want to get them in trouble mm, with their mm. company. So, no, um, but, yeah. but it was, it was going to cost me like a thousand dollars to recover the hard drive through a service. And I was just like really going to have to pony up because like it's, you can't just go and like, uh, I'm going to go buy my song ideas at Walmart and I'll just yeah. get them back that way. No. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not replaceable. Now I have um, a RAID uh, set up. So everything's copied to multiple drives and backed up. And if one drive dies, you pull it out, you swap another one in, and it automatically copies back over. So oh, wow. Uh, mirrored hard drives, folks, are fantastic. Um, backups of the backups. And don't cheap out. If you're doing audio, this is the one thing that sucks. Hard drives... You have to get good ones or they won't yes. work. <laughs> yes. 
Um, I finally, I had to, I had to break down and buy a big fat raid drive. I was yeah. say, yeah, we've had trouble. I mean, we've lost podcasts, we've lost, you know, bits and things. It's there are, devastating. There it's are devastating. two interviews that we lost. We lost. Yeah, and they were some of the best interviews I've like done. That's the problem. <clears throat> It's always the really it's good It's going one. to be the good stuff. Yeah. It's like that you're one take like, that you're oh, like, oh, I'm not too sad. I, mean, I lost that. Yeah. I can't sing that note ever again. Right, right. <laughs> Which actually, time. I will say, that happened to me in a demo. I hit a note that was not in my range. It was like, <laughs> like one of the greatest right moments of Carrie like. kicked you right in the yes. <laughs> It was one of the greatest moments ever for me. And so I went into like a big studio to record like the actual version because it was just for a demo. And the the engineer had to actually stop me. He's like, I feel like I'm torturing you at this point because, like, you just look like you're in pain every time you try to hit that <laughs> note, and I just don't think we're going to get it. And because I was so Carrie devastated. Kicking you in the balls. Yeah. We used the track from the demo, though, and he was able to, like, spruce it up. But once again, like, you never know when a take is, like, the one you can't replace. So you that just goes back all. to the hard drive right. thing, yeah. you know. Sometimes that take in a demo is the final take. Yeah. Um, it just had something about it, some charm or quality that just you didn't replicate in in the big fancy studio. And sometimes, like a good producer or engineer is not worried about where the audio came from. It's just right or wrong. You know, it feels better. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound better, but it feels better. It's, and that's what music's really about, anyway. So. Yep. Always, 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 always back everything up. Assume mm. that everything you sing or play is a keeper because it might be. Like, I don't, I don't know if I ever hit that note again. No, <laughs> ever, ever again. So now, how can we believe you if you actually hit that? It's note? out there. So it's out there it's on out a there. demo. In the interwebs. Demo, yeah, it's there. In the interwebs. Whoa. So last question, and then we're going to we're going to do a little Kelly's corner. If you do, you have a Kelly's corner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We're gonna do a little Kelly's corner, and then we're gonna play a little bit of uh, a little bit of improv. But um, last question: Where can people? Um, what is the best online resource for information on all of this? So the problem is, is, I haven't hard launched the studio. I know it's been you years. Lazy bum. <laughs> uh, so I'm in school, uh, and to pay for school, I'm working constantly on top of you know trying to get freelance work as well, and so I've. I've got enough on my plate that I can't hard launch because I've got through word of mouth, I'm able to sustain a good amount of work. I don't ever lack for things to do. So I'm actually waiting till I graduate to hard launch. Um, nice. So I'm not really out there yet, which is crazy because I'm still working. Um, uh, and so Western rebel studios is a registered, uh, business, um, I will be on the internet. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of encouraging for people yeah. who are who who do want to start up and maybe like they don't have to go full big blown thing. They can kind of oh, fall yeah, into yeah. it and, and end up loving it and everybody. doing right, like doing like, it like for themselves or like you said, like started word of mouth having people come in just to do I'm it. I'm all right? for it, not even being a business at all. Yeah, like, if you just love doing it or you're you're in a band, like it's expensive to record. Now, granted, I would rather you come record with me, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, honestly it's expensive. So sometimes people just want to do it themselves and you don't have to be like a full time yeah. business owner. Um, and, and in my case I, I want to be, uh, but it's not time yet. You know, I, if I hard launch, I can't dedicate enough time right. to keep up with, I mean, I'm assuming that there will be a little bit more demand if I'm 
you know, all there. the work that would pour into your business. <laughs> I'm going to hard launch and it's going to be like, not a soul's interested. <laughs> Crickets. Maybe like some guy that's like, uh, you know, your uncle told me you have a studio. Uh, yeah. I play the banjo five days a year and I, <laughs> I don't want to do a karaoke track with you. I don't know. Yeah. Like that'll be the kind of stuff I get. No. Um, but I, I do plan on hard launching next year. Cool. Um, so, well, awesome. We, we got a lot of stuff when we move. I'm moving again. So what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Everyone's moving, but you, Brian. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Wait, did your landlord tell you to get out? Yeah, well, we that's own, the same thing. So, get out. I mean, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> really? No, no. I mean, we they own, own the house. The so. They, they right own here. the house, so yeah, they're, they're saying they're they have to get out yeah, of their own so, house. Yes, no, yes. we've we've outgrown the place. The studio is. I I want to expand. So when I launch the studio, I want it to be in a bigger space. Um, I looked at a standalone building, um, mm. and honestly, for what I do, especially post work, I can do a lot of that from home. It doesn't make sense to have a facility necessarily. Yeah. Um, so I do want a larger studio, which means different house. Mm-hmm. And then my wife wants more space that's not a studio in the house. <laughs> right. Right? So, and the cats need more space, too. Yeah, you know, you got to build those crazy cat, cat walls. And the, yeah, yeah, the whole... So, thing. no, like, I, I occupy a large percentage of the household. And so, <laughs> Selfish. Um, Time to share. He's the king yeah. of his castle. Can I so she's getting more than I for do. For just a second back on the cats. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing that I've ever heard anybody say was you. Okay. And it was Toki, his cat, his cat that has like little white socks. And <laughs> Toki came up to me and like rubbed his like little head on my leg. And I went to touch him and he ran off and he goes, no, no, no. Toki has stripper rolls. <laughs> <laughs> he can touch you. You can't touch you can't him. Touch him. <laughs> and I use that all the time. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Rules. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and I, I use that because it's it's so strange. He is like, you walk in the house and he is all up in your business. The second you reach down to touch him, he's like, back he's off. Gone. He's like, and he looks at you like, gives you that crazy look. Like, what made you think you could touch me? How dare So yeah, I think that was so funny that like I couldn't even like laugh at you. I was just like. <laughs> that just changed my life. Yep. Toki, well, Toki with stripper rules. It's, it's a thing. And, and with that, let's go to a Kelly's Corner. <laughs> Perfect transition. Yeah, you know, well... You know, speaking of stripper rules, Kelly. Speaking <laughs> of stripper rules. Uh, um, well, my son's birthday, both my kids' birthdays are coming up because we, decide, we decided to have kids at the same month birthday wise i don't know how that happened it just yeah. i know so they're a week apart and we have to like i'm starting oh. to plan like their birthdays and i'm having such an internal struggle right now oliver has opinions now that that matter you know like Coraline, i can just give her cake and she and and like you like we were talking about a box like it doesn't matter what she gets she had she put a hat on her she's happy oliver's like realizing that people th- have birthday parties oh. so he's asked for sleepover he's asked for specific toys so i'm actually having to like hunt down he's specific toys expectations are yes high. and 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 like or like he'll like come up to me and be like you know it'd be really fun like he'll talk about like themes for a party <laughs> things like that i'm like i'm having the hardest time going like deciding whether i indulge this four-year-old's fan- <laughs> wildest fantasies up to a certain monetary point because yeah i mean come on <laughs> or i just say yeah, no, you're going to have a birthday party at home with mom and dad because that's what I had as a kid. And that's what you get too. And you it'll were, keep you humble. That's right. Like, and you <laughs> built character. Yeah, I'm like but but like they both have their little friends, so if I, it's hard. 
you can't leave friends out, right? Like birthday yeah. parties, man, he has got all his list of friends. I'm like, dude, that's like a lot of kids. That's a lot of young <laughs> under four talking like two, bit. one, two, three, four year old mm-hmm. kids running around our new house. And yeah. I'm fine with them running around our old house that we live in now. But when we move, that place is staying nice. <laughs> well, that's like, why you I'm, keep the key to the old house so that whenever you have the birthday, you break just into the old house and the old dis- house. disperse the children in the old house. That's exactly right. Yeah. Don't even notify the neighbor. Yeah. So what theme did he ask for? He's asked for Ninja Turtles bugs um, combined. He wants a Ninja Turtles bugs party. But then he also said that he wouldn't mind. I don't know if you ever heard the cartoon Ben 10. But it's yes. a car- okay, Ben yeah. 10. So yeah, it's old, but they, re- you know, yeah. br- it's, it's, it's going. Old. I think well, my, it's, it goes it's back old. a little ways, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it does. Like <sighs> some of the older stuff, but. You know, Oliver's got brand new episodes on um, he's watching. And so he's asked for Ben 10 theme. And I'm like, I don't even know how to do a Ben 10 themed birthday party. How, what is that? You just put the name Ben on, the, you know, 10 times. <laughs> 10 times. Uh, yeah. Just like put 10s around the house. I'm yeah. Sure it doesn't have any. Coraline's to do with theme like would be cheese, which I am <laughs> way more on board with than yeah. bugs and Mom, Ninja Turtles. I mean, get it, but cheese. yeah. that work for a four-year-old birthday, birthday party, party, though? Like, do you have just like go out and buy a bunch of fancy cheese and the, the kids are just like, uh... I, I don't think it needs to be fancy. You just get everyone their own thing, a cheese whiz, or like, you know, like, just do Cheetos. Can I come to her birthday party? Yes, you can. <laughs> Case, chips and queso will definitely be there because that girl drinks it like, like it's a beverage. It's Good ridiculous. Girl. Yeah. She's my daughter. <laughs> 100%. Well, hope, I'm sure Oliver will have... You guys will all be invited birthday. to our cheese Ben 10 Ninja Turtles bugs party. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be bonkers. Can you leave the bugs out of it? <laughs> no, they're required. They're roly-polies. It's There's fine. There's bugs in the cheese. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be all dead roly-polies. Yeah. He doesn't even know that Yummy. they're dead. <laughs> Just put a bunch of, yeah, confetti, dead, ro- dead roly-polies. <laughs> By the way, roly-polies keep getting in our bathtub. I don't know if what? you've noticed this. Uh, I don't know how they they're They seek doing moisture it. and then they dry up. I'm just telling uh, you. They're probably kind of the, coming up the drain. I don't know. Really, polies are freaking weird, man. They dry up if they don't have like ninety percent humidity. What? Yeah. The things you learn as a parent, as a as a daughter of an entomologist, let me tell you. Now they have like they have a certain. uh, That's why Oliver wants a bug party. Uh, Yeah, yeah. to impress Teapaw, his grandpa. Teapot. It sounds like a rapper. Teapot. Yeah, he chose that name. He's like, I was like, what are you going to be? He's like, Teapot. Yeah. Yo, I'm Teapot. Yeah, we got Teapot and Jojo. It's like a band name. That's like the best. Teapot and Jojo. Teapot and Jojo. (laughs) Can you record their album, right? Yeah. Sure. It would be great. It would be a lot of jazz. (laughs) So I think we've got enough time for one game. It's always amazing. Like, whenever we hit the 30 minute mark, I'm always like, oh, man, we got to stretch it out. We got to stretch it out. And then we hit the 45 minute mark. It's because we have good conversations. I just, I think it's great. Yeah. So, uh, what are we going to play? We're just going to play Shit Us Head, man. Like, yes. It's a good one. It's one of my favorites. It games. is one of I'm going to be honest. Too. It's one of my favorites. So, what, well, are, what, what suggestions? Can, yeah, let's get some suggestions from our guest. Um, let's get a location. On the spot, on the spot. I know. Um, improv, improv, improv. I mean, I'm really feeling the Ninja Turtles thing. Ninja Turtles. So let's just Great. say a sewer. Sewers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, do we need anything else? Let's just go sewers. Um, Relationships? Well, let's, let's get an object. 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 Ooh. A crystal ball. Something it's that shouldn't be in a, a sewer. Crystal ball. A crystal okay. ball. In the, yeah, yeah. Sewers. Be in the sewers. I like yeah. it. Right. Okay, so yeah. we got I don't know. Yeah. the crystal ball of the, su- of the sewers I don't know about in you. three, two, one. Um, um, uh, hello, hello, hello. Hello. Uh, oh, um, I, I was told I, I need to see a psychic, and I, and I saw your sign up. Up on the streets, but I I didn't realize I had to climb through the drain pipe. Are you are you in there? Well, you totally came to the right spot, dude. 
Oh, oh, great. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna slide on in here. So, legs first or head first? Uh, I like to go like sideways first. Sideways. Okay. Um, well, can I just talk to you from like the from? I don't know if I really want to get into the sewer. To can I? Can I just send a letter down with my question? Can I reach my hand down? You can just hold and read my palm through yeah, the sewer five, drain. Bro. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I guess, you know, I, re- I I had a friend pass away, and I was kind of hoping to maybe hear from them. I, can you help me with that? I can totally help you with that. Come on down and look at my ball. Come on down and behold my ball. Buff, come on down <laughs> and look into this awesome crystal ball. Good one. Okay, <laughs> let me just slide in there and just... hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, oh. I don't mean to be rude, but you are not what I was expecting um, as a psychic. That is racist and I am... rude. That is, you are a bigot. You, you are, you are beautiful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I just I think I really need to hear that today. I've had a rough time. Um, so how can I help you, my young apprentice? Um, I, I, like I said, I, uh, I had a friend pass, and I was, I was just wanting to know um, where she left the keys because I can't get into my house. Wait, shh. Did her name start with a J? Did her name look like an L? Did her name... Exist. Yes, it was Becky. Knew it. I knew she had a name. That's incredible. I knew she had That's a name. That's incredible. I Psychic. can't. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, I need you to contact Becky. Becky, just tell, just ask her where the spare key is. Tell her that I love her, and I also need to get in the house. Tell her. That she hid that key, and I know that she did it on purpose right before she died, that bitch. Sounds like a total bitch. She was. Rest in peace. Okay, all right, so I'm going to put my hand on the crystal ball. You also put your hand on the crystal ball. Oh, my my hand needs to be on the... Usually it's just the, the psychic that... Our collective energies together are going to activate the crystal ball. Our collective energies together are going to make the crystal ball speak to us. The, co- our co- uh, it, the ball needs a massage. <laughs> Ew. I totally um, am fine with what you just said about the ball. Uh, I'd love to massage the ball. Um, uh, it, I, I, I'm okay. I'm touching. That's right. I, I, I don't mean, again, I don't Place mean to be rude. It's just that your your hands are, are, are so green. It's, it's, I mean that in the best way possible. They're just very green. I'm going to ignore your racist comments. <laughs> All right. Now repeat after me. Becky. Becky. Sup. Sup. My God, did you hear that? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't hear anything. I just farted. You just farted. Uh Oh my, oh my. It's Becky. I hear you, Becky. I hear you. You're a bitch. Oh my gosh, I knew it. Okay, I don't even want to talk to her anymore. I don't even want to talk to her anymore. This ball works every time. Becky. This ball is really awesome. I love my ball. Becky, I just want you to know I'm going to break in the window, so it doesn't even matter. I don't need the key. I'm dead. Also, I, I miss you. Also, I love you. Also, I definitely slept with Steve. Also, 
I'm wearing your underwear right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why that was a thing I just said, other than it was I the mean, game. What, you, that's how you get back at the roommate. That's how you so know. Your I, mean, I was, was just going to say, that's my revenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You wouldn't want me to do some stretches. All right, thank you so much for coming on the show, Laney. Thanks for you know, you know, showing up, not killing him, not killing me. You guys want to plug the album real quick because I want you to plug the album so much. Where can we find the album, Laney? On iTunes and Spotify and Amazon and. In their house because they'll play it in live our for you. House? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. yeah, we yeah, we can. Anytime. You just let us know. You just call. Five them. minutes notice. Are we? <gasps> you guys can be the band at Oliver's birthday party. We can totally we can do, totally that. do awesome. that. Write a song about Ninja Turtle bugs. Just do it. Ninja Turtle bugs are cool. They're so super cool. Shazam! I think he would love that. Turtle bugs. Turtle, Turtle bugs. bugs. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you can you can find our album Ophidelis a long time coming. We changed the title because it took a long nine time. years to, for the album to drop, <laughs> but uh, yes. it happens. But uh, Ryan, where can we find you on social media? Or are you one of those freaks that doesn't have anything? Just like me. Uh, I don't have anything. Um, I will once again next year uh, when the business launches, like in earnest. Uh, I will have social media presence because I mean you kind of yeah you, you got to. to yeah yeah so um, I mean I'll I'll be I'll be around someday. What's an email that people like if somebody wants to have a recording done? Western Rebel Studios at gmail dot com. Um, so I am reachable. Yes, and you are personally on Facebook, aren't you? No, you're not. Uh, you oh my freak! You know my wife represents me in, in, in all things social media. I wish that you would let me represent you in all things social media. That would be a horrible idea. No, it would be the best idea. <laughs> I follow you. Um, you. But yeah, I think uh, just like probably with jokes. some things coming up, honestly, I, I've got some really cool projects that I can't really talk about yet that yeah. I would... We are in the Actually, future, so you can mention it because we are in the future right oh, now. Yes. Okay. This won't drop for a little while, so just pretend like, you know. Like it's, it's like an illusion. We're alluding to the uh, Yeah. It actually could be goodies. December by now. Yeah. Oh, so. I won't be ready by December. Oh, okay, oh, never mind. But I, I actually think it would uh, be wildly entertaining um, to have you guys try out one of the things I'm working on uh, in front of a camera. Ooh. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. I, I can't really say more than that without ruining mm-hmm. what we're doing. But, uh, oh, secret, secrets. I it, love it. It's, it's, it's secretive. Secret, super secret. Um, but I actually am trying to do something that I think will be really cool for music, um, but also really different. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that anybody else is doing it right now. I finally... Jeez, tease like, us. Why don't you? Yeah, I, know. I finally, I finally like, it? funded the project. So oh, okay. um, we're, we're working on it. But awesome. I want to... I definitely want to get you guys involved just because I think it could be really, really fun. Well, we are always down. And I know that's like the worst way to like tease something. No, no, <laughs> no it's, it's, it's great. a whole lot it's of nothing. Um, but well, uh, but yeah, cool. I'm hoping to to get those things like out in the open as soon as possible. But it's I'm not fully staffed. Right. It's just a long time coming. Army of one. So I hope to beat your time on this. <laughs> um, Perfect. But 
but maybe not. Okay. <laughs> Ten well, years later. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lainey, where can we find uh, Ophidelis? Don't don't you plug it. You're be- you're so much better. But I have to plug the Oki Show Show stuff. Oh, but you can do both. You can do both. <laughs> or uh, I'll plug Ophidelis, and then Kelly, you can plug it. The Okie Show Show. And then I've we never can, done the plug no, for Okie Show Show. And then we can bounce out. We're actually going to end tonight, in tonight's episode, after we play the playing out music, we're going to play one of your songs that, or one of Ophidelis' songs that you recorded and okay. mixed and everything to kind of give people an example like, that of That could be work. dangerous if it's one Which of my one? songs. Uh, New Mexico. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. It's a good one. It's a good one. I like it. But you can find Ophidelis on uh, iTunes. Uh, we have an EP, and we've got a full-length feature, a full-length feature album, a, a full <laughs> album. And uh, meanwhile, you can find us on Facebook. We even have a YouTube channel that we haven't visited in a while. Hey, is the mandolin solo still on there? I think so. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also on Twitter at Ophidelis. Yeah. I wasn't even aware that we had a Twitter. Yup. You tweeted from it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you literally tweeted from it like yesterday. Whenever I do it on Facebook, does it automatically go to the tweeter? Maybe. Because starting to say, I've <laughs> never even signed on to a Twitter in my entire <laughs> life. So. Well, it's all go. Brian, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm apparently doing all sorts of things in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, you can find the Okie Show Show on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube coming up yes. in the future. In but the we're already in the future, future the at Okie Show Show. Um, what else is, I mean, that's, how do you, that's about it. That's at Okie Show Show, yeah. Yep. And we'll see you guys in the next two weeks. Okay. Bye. Bye.
because of your new position it's taking its toll and I can't sit around and wonder if you heard the thunder coming from inside and I have a sneaking suspicion that because of your